Hey, fantasy freaks, this is your leader, Christian Michael. Today is Tuesday, November 13th. Um, in this episode, I just really wanted to go over this weekend's uh, quick stats, who the studs and duds are, um, and uh, I wanted to get into um, DFS on my next podcast. Um, and then I will be wrapping it up uh, for the year. Uh, so if you don't know about DFS, it's daily fantasy sports. It's uh, it's not my preferred uh, level of competition, I should say, for fantasy sports. I like the season-long um, you know, commitment, especially if you're in a home league with your friends where you can just talk trash and um, you, know, you can make trades and certain roster decisions and all that that's that's what fantasy football is to me but dfs is very popular and um you know it's fun it's a it's totally it's totally different um but i don't want to get too much into that that's for the next episode um so i'm kind of be gonna give you like a guide to uh kind of like a beginner's uh look at dfs and um how you navigate the different sites uh, and all that. So anyway, I just want to go through the stats today. Um, real quick, we're just going to do uh, running back, receiver, tight end. Um, just break it down real quick. We had a day for running backs. I don't remember another week um, where we had this many just I don't even want to say breakout because a lot of them are guys that we've seen there before. But um, I, I think about three guys. If I, I think CMC, Aaron Jones, and I want to say Matt Breida, maybe uh, Zeke too, had career days. Which, if you paired two of these guys up together, you won your you won your week pretty much. I can guarantee it. So let's start with Zeke. Um, he had 25 touches for 187 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I think he had 150 something yards rushing. This is what Dallas needs to do in order to win. They need to feed Zeke. They don't have a whole lot else. They need to, um, work in Amari Cooper. Um, he did good. Cooper had, uh, 10 targets, for six catches and 75 yards, didn't see the end zone, but 10 targets says that they're they're trying to get this duo of Zeke and Cooper going, um, and that's the only way that this core group of players are going to stay together is if the game plan is to feed Zeke. Um, they just they're not going to win on the arm of Dak. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so next I have Aaron Jones and. This isn't this is a whole different look Packers. If they can run the ball with Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do everything, they can be so dangerous going into the playoffs. Aaron Jones uh, had 20 touches for 148 yards and two scores. Um, career day for him and they just look different um, when when he can uh, keep the defense guessing. Um, and then Rodgers can just pull it back and um, really just rely upon a couple of players. He doesn't have to spread it around to Geronimo and Cobb and Devontae. 
Devontae had a good day. He had seven targets for only four catches, but 57 yards and two scores. So um, this Packers team can be very dangerous and go deep into the playoffs, but you you gotta keep teams honest with your rushing your rushing game. I just I don't think it for most of these teams. You know, LA is not LA without Gurley. Kansas City is not Kansas City without Kareem Hunt. San Diego is not San Diego with oh San Diego. L.A. Chargers are not L.A. Chargers without Melvin Gordon, um, which he had 23 touches for 165 yards and a score. He's so dangerous out of the backfield. Um, He was their leading receiver. Um, I believe Keenan Allen had nine targets for six catches, 57 yards and a score. Uh, I don't like to rely upon uh, any wideouts in San Diego, but... (laughs) In L.A., but if you're going to rely upon one guy in L.A., it's Keenan Allen um, catching the ball at least. I just, Mike Williams, he'll get a touchdown every now and then, but then he'll put a dud up and give you zero. Uh, Tyrell Williams really is only dangerous if he catches a deep pass. Um, Next we have David Johnson, 28 touches for 183 yards and two scores. Uh, they their season's lost, but that's pretty much the only stud on their entire offense. So the surprise here of another career day, but uh, just really fun to watch was Nick Chubb, twenty three touches for two hundred nine yards and two scores, and I believe one of them was like ninety five yards, ninety two yards. Um, you can see why they got rid of Carlos Hyde. The futures with Chubb and Duke Johnson coming out of, you know, in, the, in his third down role. Um, let's move on to Christian McCaffrey in that Thursday night game. He was the only one that really did anything for Carolina. They only scored 21 points, but CMC had three touchdowns. 19 touches is all it took, too. 138 yards and three scores. Total stud. Um, he's getting better every week and the team just released cj anderson which pretty much tells me that that is the guy for the future for them which we already knew but when they signed cj anderson a lot of people including me thought maybe cj anderson would take over that jonathan stewart role and just do the first and second downs and then cmc would come in and spell and just do kind of the third down work, but he's a he showed that he is a three down back, and the offense runs through him. So those were my studs, um, at least uh, on the running back position. There's a couple more that I want to get to. Odell Beckham, uh, he was targeted eleven times, but he only had four catches. But it's okay when you score on half of those catches. So he had four catches for 73 yards and two scores. Um, they look like they're getting in seek there in, in New York. They're getting better, but ugh, I wouldn't want to have to rely upon that every week. Eli is just, he holds onto the ball too long. And in my opinion, he is washed and they should move on to Kyla Letta. Um, but makes it pretty hard when the guy's out there playing bumper cars in New York City. Um, what's next? Tyreek Hill, the man. 
11 targets for 8 catches and 137 yards and 2 scores. What can I say? If you listen to me, you know Tyreek is my favorite player. He's just otherworldly talented. Wasn't gifted with size, um, but he was gifted with speed. There's not really anybody in the NFL that can touch him speed-wise. Maybe Jakeem Grant. Um, Next, we got Julio. Julio's got in the end zone two weeks in a row after some of the most mind-boggling stats. Like, he hadn't reached the end zone in something like 23 games. I was just like, what? Um, So, he had 11 targets for 7 catches, 107 yards, and a score. Um, my next stud, Allen Robinson, finally showed up and is the, is played the way that uh, the huge contract that he signed. Eight targets for six catches, 130 yards, and two scores. Uh, but Anthony Miller, same team, uh, also had six targets for five catches, 122 yards, and a score. He's a total stud. Um, there's a reason why Mitch Trubisky is just out there balling and probably I want to say he's a top three fantasy quarterback this year because he's got weapons. I mean, from Jordan Howard to Tariq Cohen to Allen Robinson to Anthony Miller to um, even Trey Burton. And uh, that's that's not even saying half of their weapons there. They're. They are loaded there. They even have Taylor Gabriel. Um, so I look for Chicago to really be in contention for the next three or four years if they can keep that core together. And if they're not stupid and don't, they need to hang on to Matt Nagy. He's a great coach. Um, and I have him on my studs, and it really surprised me. <laughs> Zay Jones for Buffalo looks like uh, Matt Barkley likes him. 11 targets for 8 catches, 93 yards, and a score. Um, That just sounds weird for him being there. I wanted to um, talk about Detroit's backfield, uh, not backfield, but uh, receiving core because uh, we didn't really know what they were going to be after, um, you know, Matt Stafford's favorite guy, Golden Tate, was traded to Philadelphia. Um, he, I believe he had two catches in the first game with Philadelphia. It didn't really look like he's part of their offense. Um, but you could see that they are ready to move on with Kenny Galladay um, and Marvin Jones. I say Kenny Galladay's name first because if you looked at this game, he had 13 targets. It's just ridiculous. That's the, that's the most targets that anybody got. Um, all week except Zach Ertz, which we'll talk about later. Um, but you can see that they're ready to move on with him. And Marvin Jones, he had seven targets, but only three catches for 55 yards. Galladay, 13 targets for six catches and 78 yards in the score. So you can see that Galladay is ready to be that number one, and they're ready to move on with Galladay. So, um, Let's move on to the tight end studs, and we'll talk about some other running backs and receivers here in a little bit. Uh, My stud, obviously, Zach Ertz, like, wow, 16 targets for 14 catches, 145 yards, and two scores. In 
this tight end landscape where only like there's only really like five guys out there doing anything this is the guy you want on your squad i mean if you don't have travis kelsey george kittle um or maybe austin hooper you better have zach Ertz because there is nothing else um i got here eric ebron four touches for 71 yards and three scores and he had a rushing touchdown like why are you drawing up rushing plays for eric ebron but i'll take it if you got ebron and you started him and he got three scores he only played on 28 percent of snaps so i'd say he's highly efficient um some other tight ends i'll just do the rest of the tight ends Jonu smith uh Three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Nothing really special. Um, George Kittle. He only had nine catches for 83 yards, which, I mean, only. But um, he's the key to that offense. Matt Breida, I call him the uh, female burrito. Matt Breida is a good running back, but that offense runs through George Kittle. Um, And then we got Austin Hooper with... 11 targets for 10 receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Guys, he is available in a lot of leagues. You need to go out there on your waiver wire and see if Austin Hooper is available. And if he is, scoop him up. I mean, you can have guys on your bench, you know, whether it's like a Chris Godwin or a Dante Moncrief or Jaquiz Rogers or... I don't know, Rashad Penny. Guys that you can drop for the the volume that Hooper's seeing. It's it's just incredible. He's a guy you have to start every week. And then I put here in my notes the that Higby and Everett for LA both had a touchdown. Um it's gonna be really interesting this week in that uh, Monday night game. LA Rams against the Kansas City Chiefs to see where Cooper Cup's targets are going to. I firmly believe that it's going to go to Gerald Everett and um, then, you know, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. I don't think it's going to be Josh Reynolds is what I'm hearing from a lot of people. I I don't think so. Um, Let's uh, get out of the tight ends. That's all there was this week. And um, I'll talk about some impressive guys that weren't as uh, impressive as the studs, but still noteworthy. Um, Mark Ingram, 16 touches for 162 yards and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara had 16 touches as well, but for 102 yards and two touchdowns. So this is the balance that New Orleans is looking for. And honestly, if you're a fantasy owner of either guy, this is what you want to see. Just... Um, both being utilized efficiently and not taking they're not taking um, tons and tons of carries like look at this Leonard Fournette dude has been out for a grip of games and what way to uh, ease him back into things than 29 touches for 109 yards and two scores he gave he got you the two scores and the 109 yards but 29 touches for a guy just right off of you know, being injured for four or five weeks. It's eh, not my most favorite. Um, that's kind of how David Johnson is being used in Arizona, 28 touches. 
It's just, uh, if you don't have another guy, then you don't really have a choice. Um, here in Miami, uh, we got 16 touches for Gore for 90 yards. I don't know why they will not open this up to Kenyon Drake. He is clearly the more talented running back. Um, he had 10 touches for 27 yards. It's just frustrating, but that's the way that this Miami Dolphins team, um, coaching staff is. They're so unpredictable and I wouldn't start either guy if I had a choice okay let's see Rashad Penny I mentioned him earlier but um he had quite a breakout game Chris Carson sat out so Penny just he got 12 touches and he put turned him into 108 yards and a score pick him up he is on I'd say 99.8 percent of waiver wires pick him up and then just hold him I think Carson will be back this week, so um, maybe he won't get um, the same amount of touches, but just hang on to him. They they drafted him in the first round for a reason. Okay, let's move on. Um, Todd Gurley, what do you know? This is what he does. 19 touches, 160 yards, touchdown. Moving on. LaShawn McCoy. Um, the Bills had a great game against the Jets. I don't know if this was garbage time stuff. I did not watch, but he had 27 touches for 118 yards and two scores, and that's what we're looking for when it comes to him. Carry um, on Johnson for Detroit, 20 touches, 89 yards, two scores. Um, and then we have Jaquiz Rogers. If you're in a PPR league, he killed it. Eight uh, targets for eight catches, 102 yards. So that's eight. And you're talking about 18 fantasy points from a guy who's like probably the third string running back on that team. And then you have my very last thing, Derek Henry, 11 touches for 58 yards and two scores. It's about freaking time. But what do you want to bet? Nobody had them. Nobody had him started. There's no way. He's been so disappointing. Okay. Um... Let's just wrap up a few more, and then I will leave. Uh, We got Corey Davis with 10 targets for 7 catches, 125 yards, and a score. He's definitely the alpha dog there and should be rostered and should be started. Um, We got Brandon Cooks, 12 targets, or 12 catches for uh, 100 yards. Um, Mike Thomas, 8 targets for eight catches 70 yards and two scores he's the most efficient receiver in the league i don't think it's really even close so that's all i got today guys um make sure that as you're making this push for the playoffs that you have a complete team um you might be let's say that you're eight and two and you're riding high Um, And you're just going to roll with the squad that you have going every week. But don't be complacent. If you got a guy on the bench that you're never going to start, cut him. There is no reason to have a a guy on your team that you're never going to play. He's just taking up space. So, you know, if you are rostering a, a guy and a bye week comes and you're looking for guys off the waivers instead of pushing that guy into that slot there's no reason to have him on your team Um, so just keep that stuff in mind and 
Next week, we will go through this beginner's um, course to DFS Daily Fantasy Sports. Um, So tune in and enjoy this week. Monday night should be one hell of a game. It was changed from Mexico City to L.A., which is a little bit disappointing if you're a Kansas City fan, but I believe it'll turn out a much better fantasy game because it was at high altitude and crappy field conditions, and they're going to play this in the Coliseum, Um, and hopefully it's a shootout and we have all sorts of fantasy points. Start all your LA Rams, start all your Kansas City Chiefs. Um, All right, guys, we will talk later.